0: hey what's up everybody all your friends from the three online i'm joe rodriguez this is the very first the inaugural, el three online podcast show i'm joined today by our contributors luis perez and el super mojado what's up fellas
1: what's up uh, yo how you doing
0: good buddy hey luis perez what's up bud Hey, how you guys doing, man? I'm all right. Awesome, awesome. Hey, so today we're going to be talking a little bit about the Liga MX uh, playoffs, uh, specifically starting out with Tigres and Pachuca. So uh, a lot of people obviously uh, saw Tigres play really well throughout the regular season. Uh, they went out to Hidalgo, but were only able to come out with a 1-1 draw. Or should we call that uh, more than a more victory for Tigres? Super. What do you think? uh, What What did you like about that game?
1: Well, you know, um, Tigres is always uh, known for uh, playing defensively, especially when they go in uh, as a visitor. You know, and they Tuka is one of his uh, his uh, I would I want to say his skills that he knows how to defend himself really well, and uh, I think uh, the tie came out because you know they're probably. you know, losing that final and that CONCACAF champions. And then uh, morally, I think they still need to recover from that. And uh, – but, you know, I think a tie, it was a, a positive result for them because they got to close at home. And, you know, it's – you know that Tigre is at home. it It's just uh, – you, it's almost like I don't think Pachuca has a chance.
0: They right? It's pretty much game over. Uh, hey, Luis, I don't know how much of the games you get a chance to see, but uh, well, did you have any thoughts on that game?
2: Yeah, I actually did. Uh, I was able to catch uh, uh, bits and pieces of it, a couple of uh, uh, clips, uh, mostly the second half I saw. Uh, from what I saw, I, I kind of have to agree with uh, Super. Um You could tell that uh, Tigres wasn't playing to their full potential. Uh, they were very defensive. I think the one-one is a, a victory for them, especially with uh, with what was said previously, man. That uh, once you get them into Monterrey, uh, when that uh, stadium gets going, it, it's it's going to be very difficult for Pachuca to to survive. Oh <laughs> well, yeah, and
0: uh, and let's not forget that in the regular season, Tigres ended up beating Pachuca three nothing
2: um,
0: in uh, in Monterrey. So uh, we always know that the atmosphere out there. And northern Mexico is always fantastic. So they're going to have their fans 100% behind them. Uh, so, you know, they definitely uh, have uh, the big advantage. But, uh, I mean, Pachuca has always been a team that you really can't count out. I mean, uh, they're not the the Pachuca of yesteryear where they were just, like, uh, dominating a lot of the Liga MX, Liga MX opponents. But, you know, uh, I, I would say it in a, a usual cliche type of uh, way or manner.
1: Uh, that's where they play the games right yeah well uh I mean uh their coach you know he came to they he came to everything since he took over he came to change uh Pachuca's uh, game you know they started I think weak, right but uh once he he took over he completely changed uh, uh, Pachuca's um Streak, and that's how they got into the playoffs. And I mean, you're right, I think that it is gonna be uh, uh, it's not gonna be an easy game for Tigres, for but uh, I don't know if they they can uh, uh, you know, survive El Volcan.
0: Yeah, Martin Palermo is um, for, for those of you that may be too young or, or may not remember. Uh, he has a lot of history with the uh, with Liga MX, and obviously, like you know, it was uh, it was funny that uh, one of our, his uh, earlier earliest games uh, as Pachuca coach was actually against Chivas, and that was obviously like you know one of the biggest um, uh, I guess um, things that a lot of fans were always bringing up and talking about. <laughs> and uh, super, I, I, I'm pretty sure remember that Chivas and Pachuca. Oh right? yeah, man, I
1: remember. I remember that in uh, him and El Bofo, man. That's that was a, a very controversial thing. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. I remember that sore loser thing uh, mentality of <laughs> Palermo, man. Mm-hmm.
0: So <laughs> for those Chivas, so those Chivas fans, uh, obviously still hold that. But anyway, the point is that we're not talking about Chivas. I mean. Despite anything, uh, Palermo did end up playing. Uh, I mean, uh, end up like changing his team's um, uh, fortune around. So you know now, and uh, technicality, I mean, they need a victory because a one-one draw does nothing for them. I think it is a number two seed, so a one-one tie uh, or any kind of tie for that matter, um, uh, unless it's a two-two tie, uh, then well, uh, go ahead.
1: That's what that format, uh, you know, that new format that that Liga, M- M- that Liga MX implemented. Is I think, in my opinion, I think I don't know what you guys think, but in my opinion, it benefits the visitor in the second game because they said, you know, all right, we're gonna do this because uh, the teams that uh, ended up being uh, at the top, the top of the uh, um, the standings. Uh, they deserve like the, a little advantage, you know, like so they don't like throw away all, everything that they did during the regular season. But in my opinion, I think it it actually helps the visitor because if it, that happens, like if they end up tying two to two, three to three, then the the team that goes uh, ahead and and in, in the in the playoffs is the 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 weaker uh, link, if you want to call them that way, you know. So I don't know how much of advantage do of, you know, that the, 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 the top-seeded uh, teams have on that second game. What do you guys hey, think?
0: Hey, Luis, what do you think about the uh, the, uh, the whole goals away? Like, I mean, like, are you a fan of that? Like, you know, have you scored goals away from home? Like, should you have the extra advantage? I mean, I personally have never really been too much of a fan, but, I mean, obviously this has been going on for a long time. Like, what do you, what do you think about that?
2: Well, I think uh, it's a good idea. I mean, I see where uh, Super is coming from, uh, where if, say, Pachuca scores two quick goals, how it does put theaters at a disadvantage uh, when it's supposed to give them the advantage because they did a better job during the regular season. However, uh, I'm not sure if you guys remember, a couple of years ago, uh, they did have that where it it didn't matter. Like, say, uh, when when the overall score was 4-4 after both games, the top seed always went through. And that led to some, like, really boring Liguilla games where everybody was playing for a 1-1-0-0 game because they knew if that's how it ended, uh, the top seed was going to pass. Uh, and yeah. I, mean, I, I think it works. All you have to do is look at the past few rounds and say, like, the Champions League, where uh, even this last game with uh, Ajax and uh, oh Doltenham, I, have, I, have, I had no uh, stock in either of those teams. And I spent the whole second half standing in front of my TV with my <laughs> watch beeping because my heart rate was up. Like, <laughs> that's that's like that. That's what 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 it does, man. It gets you into it. it. It especially with us. Unfortunately, none of our teams are in 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 this round. But say Pachuca does go up to two, yeah. then this game's gonna get really interesting. And and people who don't have a stock in either team are gonna be watching the game.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's that argument either way. Uh, and i'm sure that the people that the anyone who was watching uh tottenham versus uh ajax uh they were you know holding their breath same thing with the liverpool versus oh obviously goodness. but
1: uh, now you want to talk about you know quality man quality play those no that champions league you know i think we're you know we're way way uh far away from that uh that like that's
0: all that's right, all. Right. You're, you're all right. We're we're staying away way too much from that <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, yeah. man. <laughs> They're 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 fun. Um <laughs> in my opinion, Liga MX is one of the most competitive leagues in the world, in my opinion. And I don't mean that in the sense of like they have the best talent or they have the best players. I'm not arguing that Liga MX has the best uh, you know, players or or teams. What I'm arguing, though, is that on any given Sunday, the best team could lose to the worst team or vice versa. You know, I, obviously, let's take Veracruz out of the equation this season. But the reality is that, like, you know, when you see the table, it's typically like how many points separating, like, you know, the, the teams at the top versus the bottom, you know, or even at the middle of the table, right? The uh, MX is really, really competitive. But anyway, um, so the second matchup they're going to have on Saturday night is going to be León versus Tijuana. And to be perfectly honest, um, I was expecting a little bit more from Tijuana. However, we cannot forget that León did have that 12-game win streak, which was phenomenal. It broke all kinds of records. Um, but in any case, I mean, is is this is this serious pretty much set? Is it, is it done? Like, does Tijuana have zero chances? I mean, from... I, I think-
1: Go ahead.
2: I'm sorry. Yeah. Right. Uh, fortunately, uh, through that run that you were talking about, uh, Joe, I had the uh, the uh, privilege, I guess you could say, of, of uh, getting those games assigned so I could uh, write about them. And I mean, once you see Leon uh, play, I think this, this series might be done, just be, not because of what they were able to do in Tijuana, where, like you said, I, I kind of expected a little more from the Cholos, but. Just because of the Lyon seems to be incredibly solid. Their their back line is good. Uh, their midfield just takes over games, and they got uh, the the top scorer up front who who just doesn't miss when when he has a chance, man.
0: But not just the top scorer, uh, super. I'll, I'm gonna let you touch on this because uh, I remember you writing an article about him earlier this year about Hota Hota. You know? Oh
1: yeah, man. This this guy. I don't know how Chivas. And everybody thinks the same thing. And I've heard it from many different sources. I don't know how Chivas made that mistake of letting this guy go, man. This guy had, it, it, like, it, it still has a very promising career. His career is just starting. He's very young.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: He's
0: really young, He's right? really, really well, young.
1: Well, I I think he's, like, either 19 years old. You know, correct me if I'm wrong. But, he's, but just around around that age. He's. I think he's 19. I, I'll look it up. But... uh but uh um i mean the skills that this kid have, man and they let him go be- uh, and and they let him go and when he had like 10 goals on that preseason of the uh of the U20 right is that is that the that U20 yeah. i think he had 10 goals he was the um, i'm i'm not sure but i think he was the lead scorer in that during that time and uh, with that right. skills, the goals that i mean it brings me back to two goals that he scored for Chivas that were like, "Wow, I saw that!" And this, I'm like, "This kid is gonna get far." And uh, I mean, and now he he goes to a team where they just, I think they just made this like awesome team. I mean, everybody plays great; they're scoring, and you know, it's the the, the game that they have is unbelievable. It's it's like a, it's like like the game. It's beautiful, you know, beautiful game.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, Leon is definitely um, you know a, a team that I, I don't I don't see I don't think at the beginning of the season a lot of people are expecting Leon to be the Leon that they are right now, and I think that Ignacio Ambris has done a phenomenal job and in, uh, in just making this team play cohesively. Uh, you know, uh, like you guys said as a team and at the end of the day, we all know that individual players can be great, but it takes more than one player to, um, to, to beat a team, you know? So, uh, collectively they're just, they're still my favorite in my opinion, they're my favorite team to win. So, uh, I just don't see Cholos coming out of this hole, uh, that three, one advantage that they have. I mean, it, it would just take more than a miracle. Uh, you know for the cholos to actually uh, come out of this um, going move on to the next round so um, but um, if we look quickly at if we look quickly, uh, cruz azul in america i mean that 's another one three game i don 't know how many people expected America to win one three i in in, in our etioquinella uh, you know representing al line i was I, I posted uh you know definitely now that America was going to win um and it, it's just incredible you know that they came out with that result in my opinion Super, what do you think well
1: well man I I think uh you know C- Cruz Azul you know it, <laughs> they're like, they they just can't get get away from that Cruz Azul man and they they keeps coming back and and I think like I was uh, uh, I was posting I think Cruz Azul's worst nightmare was to face America on the playoffs. They just can't beat them. It's like it's, it's since 2014, they don't beat them. I mean, it, it's it's unbelievable. But it's
0: not just the playoffs, think,
1: right? It's- no, no, it's not just the playoffs. But since 2014, they haven't won – they haven't beaten, beaten America since then, since October of 2014. And, I mean, it, it, it's uh, – they they're like just helpless, you know. What do you gotta do? It's, yeah. it's something about it's it's a mental thing now. I think it's just like their mentality is just like they come into these games already like uh with their self-esteems down. That you know, I don't know what's going on. I mean, no matter who's on that bench, also it, it seems like they just can't uh, beat uh El Piojo man
0: you know <laughs> yeah, well uh, let, let's uh i mean if, if we take a closer look at Cruz Azul and how they started their season i mean it was it was also a team that at the beginning i remember remember so they they played in the final last season so they were riding on a high they obviously lost to America in the final but when the season started uh Cruz Azul for the first three games wasn't able to do much. I mean, even Chivas beat Cruz Azul, so that tells you a lot. <laughs>
1: hey, uh, come on. Come on, my, come on, you. <laughs>
0: hey, hey, I'm just being real. I'm just being a realist, you know? But then <laughs> finally, they ended up having that big win against Tigres, and it seemed as though like, you know, they ended up like picking up cuz they beat Tigres and uh and then after that, uh remember they were playing also really well in uh in um in Copa MX. Um and it seems as though like, you know, Caicinha, like was getting a lot of pressure and somehow managed to turn their season around. But um, Luis, I, I just, uh, again, America uh, just looks much more of a team than Cruz Azul. And I just don't see Cruz Azul coming out of this one.
2: Well, yeah, like you said, I think it, it comes down to, to something that uh, I think Super said. It, 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 it seems now like it's just a mental thing. Yeah, like it doesn't matter how how uh, well the the game plan set up, uh, how well they're playing. I think in the back of their mind, uh, that cruz azulada is, is is always there. Like, you could tell the players once it gets to a certain point in the game, they're uh, they'd rather just get rid of the ball than, than give a bad pass or, or make a mistake that's going to lead to a goal. And uh, you could tell they're they're playing with the not even it's not even pressure. It's something more. Like they. They have this huge weight on their shoulders. Uh, as soon as they see that yellow shirt in front of them, um, I, I, I suspected that maybe playing a few more games like they do now at El Azteca uh, as the home team, would would maybe help that a little. But if this game's any indication, man, it's it's still there. That that's still in their heads. Yeah. No, I think, uh, I think that's a very fair point. Well, yeah, and they and
1: they also came came into this game with, I think. With a ten ten game uh, without losing, so it's it's you know it's ju- I guess it's just America. It's like a, like what they say right now is America is their Crypto-way. padre, you know. It's <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so the final game on uh, on Sunday is going to be the one that really surprised not just myself but I'm sure most of us. Um, because uh, as you guys probably, if you guys are keeping track of the uh, um only one person picked Necaxa to win. By the way, you know, so out of all of our participants in the Quinela, only one person chose Necaxa to win. So that tells you a lot. Um, I don't think I, I, I personally was shocked uh, that uh, Monterrey wasn't at least able to come out with a with a draw. However, um well, I think what I find more, more most impressive is that uh Necaxa was playing without Brian Fernandez, you know, who was their leading scorer this season. So uh super for you what uh what was your biggest takeaway from that game?
1: Well, uh for Mont- Monterey, I think uh you know, they they just played a horrible game. They played a horrible game. I think they were too relaxed. Maybe they were a little like uh um, uh, underest- they underestimated Necaxa, you know, and uh, and it's and also that red card that um, who was the one that got the red card? Um, Hurtado? Yes, it, 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 that kind of did it for them, you know. It's uh, after that they just weren't able to 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 recover, you know, and uh, and uh, I mean the goal came on on. on Extra time on the uh, stoppage time, you know, and and the first half. So, uh, I, 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 I can't. I just can't explain myself how that Mon- Monterey was not able to come back. You know, it's, it's they especially because they they, you know, that championship that they got, and I'm and it was and they they also for the the following game. I think the last game of the of the season. They they bent everybody was resting, you know, was well-rested, so I, I, I just can't explain myself how, how they could.
0: Well, I think that, um, and, and, and uh, Luis, I was actually going to ask you this next. Uh, I think this is very typical uh, of uh, most teams after winning a big title. Uh, let's keep in mind that the champ, the CONCACAF Champions League wasn't just any CONCACAF Champions League. It was against their biggest rival. It was a classic ratio. so... Uh, stuff like that doesn't happen too often. Uh, you know, it probably, um, you know, first of all, it's, it's rare, uh, when a team went to the Cup Champions League, let alone against your biggest opponent. So I think they were just kind of like riding this huge high and they felt like they needed to relax, but it almost feels as though like they have a Champions League hangover now. Don't you think Luis?
2: Well, yeah, I think uh, some of the play can be uh, explained by, by, like you said, that championship uh, hangover. And not only that, I mean, they did play, again, like you said, uh, their biggest rivals uh, twice in that span. Uh, Two real emotional, probably emotional draining games. Um, So that could be part of it. Another thing, though, is, uh, like you said, only one person picked Nick Alex out of Um, I think a lot of people really underestimated them because if you really look at their heads to uh, head to head, You have to go all the way to the 2017 for the last time Monterrey beat a Necaxa team. So uh, I guess Necaxa just knows how to play against Monterrey. I mean, uh, coming off the the, the Champions League uh, victory, um, I I guess a lot of us were expecting Monterrey to just waltz into the next round, but uh, Necaxa showed that they know how to play him. Yeah, and it
0: was just uh, actually not even two weeks ago when, uh Necaxa went into Monterrey and um you know came out with a tie they tied 2-2 in that game so yeah. you're absolutely right uh, a lot of people do underestimate Necaxa and Necaxa had a very strong um you know first part of the regular season you know and obviously they ended up finishing uh decently as well but um it's a it's a very very good point all right so guys let's uh let's give our our, our predictions really quick so um let's just ask uh, just for the sake of uh saying who moves on and who stays home so a super will start with you give me your give me your teams that you think are moving on this weekend
1: well uh for tomorrow i think definitely uh tigres is gonna it's just gonna i think he, they're gonna move on uh i don't think is gonna have a chance in in a, a tigres home leon leon is you know tijuana is done you know leon it's it's like a um Aplanadora, you know what I'm saying? They're they're, they're just gonna like uh, I i I think it's gonna be a big a big uh, score tomorrow in favor of Leon. So I think they're they're advancing uh, for Sunday. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't see I don't see Cruz Azul coming back. You know. Uh, I think America is gonna is gonna move on. And uh, and for the last one, I think Monterey has a great team, and I think they are gonna finish it at home. I think they're coming back after that that,
0: right. that loss. What about you, Luis? What's your predictions?
2: Uh, well, um, on the uh, what is it, the second game? I do I do agree with Super. I think Leon's gonna go through. Um, oh. On Saturday? Okay. They're, they're just too to complete a team. Uh, Tijuana really didn't show anything at home, so I doubt they'll show anything away. Uh, the Tigres-Pachuca game, I still think, is a little tricky, but I do not feel comfortable betting against El Tuca, especially in the playoffs. So i have to go with, with Tigres on that one. Uh, the Sunday matches are pretty much the same. I think uh, I don't see Cruz Azul coming back, and I think Monterrey at home again with... Uh, Playing in that huge stadium in front of their crowd, I don't think Nikux, uh, uh holds the the 0 lead, and uh, Monterrey goes through. Interesting. Uh, well, I uh, I agree
0: with some of you, but I disagree with you know with some of the games. Uh, I personally think that uh, I do see Tigres. So I, I agree with both of you guys. I, I see Tigres um, moving on, um, not necessarily easily, but I, I see them definitely um, you know taking care of business at home. Uh, Leon, there's just no argument that I have for uh, in favor of Cholos. Uh, if I was a betting man, I'd definitely bet uh, uh, money uh, that uh, they're going to be moving on. Now, where I don't, I don't agree 100% with you guys is um, Cruz Azul. I have a feeling that Cruz Azul has like a little espinita that they're just dying to get out, you know. And I think that this could be the, the game, you know, because in theory uh, – I mean, why not, right? It's uh, it's one of those things where like they do have the offensive power, and um, I, I think that if an extremely motivated Cruz Azul shows up at uh, at the Azteca pitch on Sunday, they they should take care of business. I actually think they will. Um, you know, you guys you guys can quote me next week or when next time we're on this, but I think that I think Cruz Azul is going to do that, and um, and also. Uh, I see actually Nakaksa moving on to the next round. Um, the lackluster and unmotivated performance from Monterrey is what's giving me that reason to believe that Nakaksa is going to move on. So, again, that's just, uh, you know, uh, where I just disagree with you guys. So, it's going to be interesting how things turn out, you know. But um, next week, obviously, we're going to be down to uh, only four teams. And before you know it, uh, you know, the finals going to be here. So, uh guys any final thoughts uh, any final words super
1: uh well hey it was a pleasure with uh, being on this first uh, podcast and uh let's hope that you know this this goes somewhere and uh you have me back <laughs> all
0: right what about you luis what do you got to say for the, the very first uh, inaugural? Yeah, same,
2: same thing man uh it's, it's an honor to be on the, on the very first uh, podcast here for uh for three online man and uh We'll see. Uh, We'll see how this weekend plays out, and uh, hopefully we'll have uh, plenty to talk about uh, for the next one.
0: Yeah, so uh, I want to thank those of you who are going to be tuning in or or tuned in for the very first time. Uh, As you guys know, at 3Online, we continue to cover uh, anything that has to do with Mexican soccer, uh, Liga Max, or Mexican soccer players around the entire planet. Uh, So just don't forget to subscribe uh, to this podcast uh, and also subscribe to our Social media, uh, anywhere on El Tri, at El Tri online. Uh, as a matter of fact, um, we're also working very aggressively to uh, relaunch our website. So we'll be relaunching that in about 10 uh, to 15 days, depending on how uh, you know how our work goes. But we really appreciate all the support and all the hard work um, that everybody has been putting in. So just remember that uh, we're striving to become the number one destination. Uh, for anything that has to do with Mexican soccer and Mexican soccer players. So until next time, on behalf of uh, my friends Luis Perez and the Super Mojado, I'm Joe Rodriguez, and we'll catch you soon. Till you later, guys. Take you.